Hello and welcome to my podcast, Nura Speaks Podcast. Last episode was the first episode and I told you about how I started my business, how I selected the name and how I decided to start doing uh, taxes, not just bookkeeping and how I signed up for the coaching program with my coach. All right, today we're going to move on, going on and talk more about my journey and about my business, how I, what did I do actually after that? So at that time, I was, I kept actually going to the coaching calls that my coach offered at that time. Every single morning at 8 a.m. Central Time, I used to go and just sit on those Zoom calls, ask any questions I had, and then continue that every single day so I can start my day as a business day so I can keep myself actually from getting distracted and doing something else other than working every single day so I can see the result I wanted to see. So I kept doing that and then with doing that, I actually got my beaten. My beaten, if you are not familiar with the beaten, that is a number you obtain from the IRS website to be a bait preparer. And actually that is the only requirement you have to get in order to prepare taxes. And this is really unfortunate <laughs> because this way, a lot of people who actually do not want to get educate themselves, do not want to learn the tax law, they still do your taxes. And what I call that is actually data entry. And Filing taxes is not data entry, is more than that. You have to really know the tax law in order to prepare the taxes for the best advantage of the taxpayer. So I went ahead and did actually my beaten, and then I applied for my EFIN. And this is another number. If you want to be a preparer who are, who is qualified to e-file the tax returns, for the taxpayers, you need to get the EFIN. And with the EFIN, there's like a lot of um, time required, like three months. Uh, you have to wait three months approximately. Of course, like time change from time to time. It depends on when you apply. But this is just a, uh, in general. This is what happened when I applied. It took them about uh, three months. They took my fingerprints. Uh, you have to go to somewhere like around your area. Like it used to be the police stations when I did it. It was some sort of company that offered that uh, um, uh, fingerprints. So I did those fingerprints and waited to get got that approval to be if a filer. So I can file uh, tax returns under my name. So on the internet because they want to make sure you are not delinquent. You they want to make sure you are. Uh, you, so no one else, it's not a spam, no one else is doing that using your name, they want to, you know, a lot of other stuff, they want to make sure to do it, and I started doing my, you know, the offering the service of tax preparation, I thought, okay, I have done my taxes before, I have done actually taxes for other people before, um, just as a friend, not as a paid preparer. Uh, I helped one tax professional like in a back office one time because I was s sort of thinking of having a tax 
uh, business. But at that time, I wasn't ready. I didn't feel like I want to do it. So I just didn't continue doing it. But from time to time, I used to actually do my own taxes and some family member taxes just as a friend, like I said, or a family member, not as a preparer. So I never got paid for doing taxes. That was my first time. And I, for me, when I want to do something, I really want to know what I'm doing. I want to make sure I offer the best quality of service as um, available out there because I want to be treated that way. If I'm going to a tax professional who's going to actually help me doing my taxes, I want them to know what they're doing. I want them to save me as much taxes as possible and not making me pay unnecessary taxes. So I'm like, okay, I got to learn this the right way. Now I have my coach to help me. And that's actually um, a community of other tax professionals where I can seek help if I'm I got stuck. But at the same time, I really want to make sure I get help. I really want to make sure I actually get education as well. So at that time, I decided to pursue again, resume actually, not pursue, to resume studying for my CPA because this was a plan for a long, long time before I even decided I start my virtual firm. And back in 2009, I wanted to go ahead and get my CPA. And let me take you back there. Okay, before we continue on what happened in my business. In 2009, I was a single mom raising two little kids. Dia, my son, he's actually, he was born in 2001. So back in 2009, he was eight years old. And my daughter, Lana, she was born in 2003. So she was about six years old. So back then, I really felt like I'm not spending enough time with my kids. So I wanted to spend more time. and But at the same time, I need to be working. So I cannot really um, quit working and be stay-at-home mom just to spend time with my kids, even if I wanted to. I needed to support myself, support them. I had to go to courts and have attorneys most of the time uh, raising them. So I cannot really afford to stay home without any income coming. <laughs> so I decided, okay, Nora, you are uh, doing accounting. So you're an accountant as a professional. Um, and I got actually my business administration bachelor's degree from Syria. And I, wa I was recently graduated from DePaul as a business information technology major. So I thought, okay, this is a good time to start my CPA firm. But back then, I thought I really needed to have my CPA in order to have an accounting firm. So I started studying for my CPA. I took the review classes and actually, no, actually, let me take that back. It was 2010, like at the end of the 2010, because I graduated in 2009. So... I started my review classes at DePaul. I was like, okay, there was not those online uh, courses before. Like, you know, now you have to go, you, you can just purchase your um, course materials online and that's yours and you can study like that. 
But back then, I joined the Paul Review classes, and they used Wiley at that time. And I started studying, uh, finished those review classes, and I started to actually uh, studying for um, the Epic. And back then, at that same time, what happened is the revolution starts to happen because it took me a while from 2010 until like the beginning of 2011. And so that's when I, you know, finish the review classes, uh, get the approval from the board of account, account, accountancy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I had to get that approval that I'm qualified to take the CPA. So I, that took some time. So it was like the beginning of 2011. March, February, I got, okay, let me start. I was like, okay, let me start studying for the ethics before I go ahead and do the other exams. So, because there are, there were like four sections and then the ethics, that's additional one in order to get approved to be a CPA in uh, Illinois. So I thought, okay, let me start with the easiest, start with the ethics. So I started studying, and at that time, what happened is the Arab Spring started to happen. So, and that actually arrived to Syria. And when it arrived to Syria, I got distracted and I couldn't focus anymore on studying. I felt so stupid. I felt like nothing is sticking in my mind. I cannot focus anymore. So at that time, I was working full-time as a staff accountant in one of corporation. And um, I couldn't just stay there. I was like, okay, I really want to help people because the refugees started fleeing the country and I needed to help and I couldn't focus. So what happened is I got into nonprofit that way. So I can tell you about this later, but this is where my CPA journey stopped. And then back to where we are and actually 2021 when i started my business this is when i learned that i don't really need a cpa um to be a cpa to start my accounting firm and i can now start a virtual firm instead so i started studying to the cpa and i decided to actually start with the part of the tax law that is regulation at that time now everything changed but regulation so i started with the regulation and started to study for regulation and i wanted to take the exam at that time my coach came up and said okay who wants to be an enrolled agent you can i can help you pass the enrolled agent exams within 90 days I'm like, huh, never heard before of enrolled agents. I don't know about you. Let me know if you actually know before I tell you about the enrolled agent, what an enrolled agent is. Never heard about it. Didn't know about it. I only knew about this being a CPA. So let me tell you what is an enrolled agent is before I go ahead and continue with the story. And I'm going to read that part from the IRS website, okay? So they say here, an enrolled agent is a person who has earned the privilege of representing taxpayers before the Internal Revenue Service by either passing a three-part comprehensive IRS test 
covering individual and business tax returns or through experience as a former IRS employee. Enrolled agent status is the highest credential the, uh, the IRS awards. Individual who obtain this elite status must adhere to ethical standards and complete 72 hours of continuing education courses every three years. Enrolled agents like attorneys and certified public accountants, CBAs, have unlimited practice rights. This means they are unrestricted as to which taxpayers they can represent, what type of tax matters they can handle, and which IRS offices they can represent clients before. So that's simply how IRS describe enrolled agents. And that's when I learned there is something else I can I can take that can give me the right of representing tax clients before the administrative offices of the IRS. So I was like 90 days versus the CBA that might can it might take me 18 months and that can have a direct a direct um effect in my business. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing. Let's do it." <laughs> So I was like, okay, let me put this CBA on hold and go ahead and finish this 90 days and take BNEA, enrolled agents. And I know, I know a lot of you think EA is executive assistant. Yeah, it can be, but I'm not an executive assistant. I am an enrolled agent. So in the tax world, EA means enrolled agents. So I decided to go for it and I started actually the journey with my coach and she taught us the three sections. I took the three exams. I passed representation first, then I passed um, individual tax law. Then the business tax law was the one left and I was so nervous before the exam. So what happened, I was I couldn't sleep. I, I reviewed so much and I was really nervous and sleepy when I went to the exam. So I actually did not pass with, I was very close to passing, but I did not pass in the first time. And at that time, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do, but I was already... I had a uh, trip scheduled overseas, so I was like, I, I don't have time to reschedule. Otherwise, I would have done it the second day, so I couldn't do it this way. So I'm like, I had to go and travel. So I did travel and for a month uh, overseas and came back and took the exam right away. I didn't get a chance to study. I knew because I know it all. I just need to be rested before the exam. So I did that and I went to the exam. I passed right away. The nice thing about that exam for any enrolled agent exams, they tell you the results right away. You know it before you leave. So they, it shows on the screen. You go uh, to the center and before you leave, before you leave your desk, they will tell you failed or passed. And I passed and I was like, whoo-hoo, awesome. Now I'm an enrolled agent. Okay, one more step. We have to fill the application. So I filled the application. That was at the end of 2021. I filled the application. It was December. 
I filled the application and the application took some time. Like it takes 60 days. So, and then I got actually the, it's kind of like a certificate. They don't want you to say certificate because it's the, um, what they, what they call it as a credential. So it's a credential. So, but it comes with a certification <laughs> saying that's an enrolled agent. You are an enrolled agent. So it came on the mail. And I was so happy when I received it. And if you go to my YouTube channel, Nura's Books, it, uh, you will see that video. And I still get comments until this day when I passed the, actually, uh, the enrolled agent exam. And I got, yeah, the day I passed the third one, I have that. I recorded a video on my in my car and um, posted on YouTube. And people still comment there until the day. And then when I received that letter, letter, also I made the video, and because I was so excited, I was so happy. It was the first, the best feeling ever. So that's why I know so much about tax law, and we have to keep our continuing education going. So that's it. That's it. That's it about the journey about becoming an enrolled agent, and then. Later in 2022, I did pass the regulation exam of the. Um, CBA. However, I put it on hold. I let it expire because I didn't have time. I was working on my business, had a lot of things going on in my personal life. So I had to put it on hold and it did just expire in December 2023. And when I start like hearing the news, they will change the CBA exam. I was like, a lot of people rushed to take the exams. I'm like, okay. They're going to make it three exams. And I was expecting to take three exams anyway. So, okay, let's just put that on hold and let me focus on my business and other things I wanted to get done before I go back and study the CBA and continue the journey. I'm committed. I'm going to take it. Yet, I do not need it because I just don't need it. You don't need to be a CBA. And being a CBA doesn't mean you know more than other people. It depends on your personality. You can be a CPA and know so much, and you can be actually not a CPA and know so much. And you can be a CPA and know nothing, and you can actually not be a CPA and know nothing. It depends on your personality. Or do you like to keep learning? What's the service you like to provide to other people? All right? So I'm committed. I'm going to do it. I'm going to resume toward the end of this year as my CPA journey, and I'm going to tell you about it as I go. Now, so I did pass the exam, and that tax season was amazing for me because I felt, okay, I know so much right now. And that studying for actually to be an enrolled agent made me realize, I'm like, how would people actually go ahead and do taxes without learning that much? It's a lot of information, a lot. It's really complicated. It's keep changing. So even if you did not study for to be an enrolled agent, even if you didn't go this journey, if you need to learn. So there's a program actually with the IRS. Um, I forgot what its name. I didn't use it at all because I didn't need it as an enrolled agent. But a lot of tax professionals go through it. They continue learning even if they did not get the enrolled agent or the CPA credential they still learn and they keep themselves updated they want to be informed in a tax law but in the other hand other people they do not 
they do not teach themselves that they did not they do not read they don't care to learn so you just have to be careful uh when you choose your tax professional how you are using them all right so this is about like how I got actually to uh, taxes. And I actually, I love doing taxes. When I started doing them, learning the tax law, saving my people some money, my clients some money, I loved and enjoyed doing that. Because guess what? It's not, it's not easy to make people pay money that they do not have to pay, right? I did not like it. Back before I started my business in 2019, I went to one of the big tax uh, offices that, you know, I don't want to mention their name. You know, you will know them. Uh, probably you will see them everywhere in the corner. They have their franchises. I went to these places and actually they did my taxes for 2019 and they made me pay almost $3,000. In fact, I shouldn't have paid that much. I should have actually got a refund. So what I did, I actually did an amendment for my return last year and I got my refund. So you know, you know how is that? How <laughs> it is really, it's really fascinating. I did this for myself and I did it for several clients as well. When they came to me, even though in my first year, um, usually like when clients come for the first year, I ask for their previous year's tax return. So I was able to save over $10,000 for multiple clients collectively. So one person, I saved them $5,000. So, and collectively, like I saved um, about $10,000 to my few clients I got in the first year. So I enjoyed that and enjoyed, I enjoyed doing that. I enjoyed playing with the number and seeing like, how can I am I actually uh, implement the, the tax strategy? How can I see if the client actually can benefit from a tax strategy or not. I, I loved it. So I was grateful that my coach asked me that question, why not doing taxes? And I was grateful that I said, yeah, why not? Let me try. So until this day, I enjoy saving my clients a lot of taxes. I enjoy tax planning. I enjoy just helping people, creating the impact in their own life and on other people's life, just using tax strategies and accounting. So if you guys want to save more taxes, want to make sure you don't pay unnecessary taxes, make sure you actually work with the correct, with the right tax professional and if you want to work with me of course go ahead and book a call with me and i would love to help you so this is how i got into the taxes let me get back it back to the story <laughs> this is how i get into my taxes this is what happened in my business and one of the things also i did not want to do in my business is actually reaching out and direct messages to people 
it was overwhelming for me. So I made sure I hired someone to help me with that. So I started the hiring in my business in July of 2021. And I do not regret it. I'll tell you about the hiring later. But now let's get back to, to what? All right, we'll end it here and I will see you guys later.